everybody. Welcome to today's uh, episode of The Unstoppables. Today I have an amazing, inspiring lady, Patricia from Spice Property Development, who was one of our students um, only in the last couple of years. And she is doing her first development, not a little one, but a probably a little medium-sized project, uh, which is a $10 million deal, should we say it. Um, And we're going to go into details about where Patricia got started into property and what she was doing before to where she's now. So welcome, Patricia. Hi, Um, Amy. How are you? Really happy to talk with you today about your journey and everything that you've done. So just tell everybody, um, you know, introduce a little bit about yourself and who you are and, you know, what were you doing before property and when did you get started in property? Okay, well, I've always been interested in property, but my background uh, was in IT. So I've worked as a program software engineer, analyst, project manager, um, and then I've had my own businesses over the, you know, last few years. And um, but for the last 20 years, I've been investing in property, uh, buying and, and renovating as well, and uh, bits of sort of house and land packages, mm-hmm. and also uh, uh, more as a JV partner, but not hands-on development. So, so buying a- house and land packages or building? Um, building. Uh, so buying land yep. and building a house. Fantastic. But again, I've had project managers, so I haven't really um, haven't been hands-on. hands-on. Yep, 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 yep. And, um, you know, you've run very successful businesses that you've started, uh, which is in HRIT. And, yeah, you've got amazing, you know, skills in business. Um, And I guess what drove you into looking further into doing a property or property development? Well, I'm a little bit of an entrepreneur. So I started my first side business selling PCs and software when I was about 25. As you do. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I'm always trying to improve myself. So, you know, I've had my career, I, I've changed careers, I've had businesses. So um, property has been an interest. So, you know, after renovation and then, you, you know, you're buying and selling and stuff like that, development obviously has, you know, a, a lot of profit, so manufacturing growth. Yeah. Um, so that was really the next step. And you know it's pretty challenging. So. <laughs> so let's let's talk about it. You know, I think you've always been in business. You want to see what property developments about. So you said, okay, well, I want to learn about property development. You met Jason. I um, learned some of the information that you know we teach about development, and said, okay, let's get into deal. Tell us what is your very first development deal. Well, I'll talk about this this big one. <laughs> so, what is it? A, it's um, it's developing sixteen townhouses in uh, Albion in Victoria. Yes, and it started off. Um, we we have a business where a client of ours was trying to uh, sell part of his land. It was actually the Sunshine um, City Club, and they were in a bit of financial difficulty. Mm-hmm. but they didn't know how to go about subdividing the, the land. So it was a great opportunity and they wanted to uh, get rid of about 
thousand square meters of that. So we kind of offered, we did a, an option deal and said, look, if we can do this for you, um, you know, we could we negotiated a price. Um, so yeah, we just went ahead with that. Um, originally, there was a heritage house on the block, mm-hmm. so that was one of the things that you know I, I don't think I'll ever get a, pro- a block of land with, with a heritage house because <laughs> there's just, a story there. Yeah, yeah, there's a story there because on that same block. Um, I've actually got a permit for 46 apartments. Right. So the, the only way we could knock the heritage house down, demolish it, was if we could show council that we, we needed to develop it. And so, council wanted apartments on that block at, mm. at the time. So it took another year to actually get that permit through. So To remove this heritage house. Remove the heritage house and also get the planning permit to yeah. 46 apartments. I actually remember that journey at the beginning was to do apartments. Yes. I remember. And you were getting quotes and bill prices and, you know, looking at selling 46 apartments at the time. Yes. So you had a few different scenarios with the project and, right. and that was looking really profitable too. Oh, it was and, very profitable. Yeah. But then the GR, the sales, would it would have been over a $20 million project, which right. meant the construction costs would have been a lot higher. So right. in terms of our um, sort of um, just a stress level, <laughs> it was going to be um, just it was beyond my my stress levels. Even, you know, with the $10 million deal, it's it's I'm finding it, you know, a little bit stressful. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, um, and at the time, the market um, started to soften with apartments in, in Melbourne. Yes. So we thought it would be easier to sell sixteen townhouses than to yes. sell forty six apartments. Yeah. Right. So and we, so it took another year for us to get the uh, another permit uh, to build townhouses. Yeah. Interesting. The journey. Um, you know, because. This project kind of fell into your lap and, you know, yes. you jump into the skills of, you know, getting the due diligence. You can do apartments, you yes. can demolish the dem- um, heritage house and the market changed. Yes. Feasibility changed. All right, let's do 16 townhouses of demand for it. People want to buy it. There's a profit in it. And um, now you're into actually construction of these townhouses. Where What? Part of construction you at with these townhouses? Uh, we're frame stage. Exciting. Yes. So with COVID, um, you know, uh, we were affected by COVID. Sure. I mean, everyone was. Uh, but the good thing about it was that the house prices in Melbourne rose. So we were, <laughs> yes, we were able to increase our prices. However, because of the shortage of materials, we also had to go uh, to steel frames, which yes. are, you know, um, probably ate some of it profit, yep. It ate into our profit. But yep. at the end of the day, it's still a profitable project. Yeah. And, um, so hopefully we will finish by September next year. Fantastic. And have you, did you have to sell any off the plan? We, we didn't. We didn't have to. Um, oh. uh, again, with COVID, the banks were not lending. Sure. Uh, so we went to, a, a, you know, a sort of a smaller uh, company and yep. um, they didn't need 
we didn't need any pre-sales, but we've, yes. we've actually sold 13 out of 16. Oh, my goodness, already. And you're like, you know, still nine months away from finishing. Yes, yes. And did you get the prices that you want? Um, well, yes and no. We <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> we could actually put them a lot higher. Sure, yes, because the market's decided, moved. We've decided we don't really want to be too greedy because we yes. don't know what's going to happen in by the time they finished and if we were sure. to sell them, um, the, it depends on the valuation. If the valuation comes, you know, with, with what's going to happen next year with APRA and all that sort of, um, you know, issues, yeah. uh, potential issues, we thought, well, we'll just sort of, uh, we listened to our lo- uh, local agent who said, look, I can't sell them for a certain price, you know, but mm-hmm. I can sell them at, at this price, and uh, which is a little bit lower, but it's still higher than our original mm-hmm. um you know, um, when we did the feasibility. Yeah. So that next year, if they do value it a little bit lower, that, you know, the first-time buyers can still um, get into it. Yeah, to get into it. So Yeah, well, that's a really achievement to sell 13 out of 16 when you've just started construction because you're de-risking the project and I'm sure you'll be able to sell the three even before you finish construction. Um, and still get a high price. Now, looking at the figures, it's a $10 million um, GRV, you know, what you're going to sell them for. Mm-hmm. TDC about $8.6 So we're looking at a pretty good healthy profit of about $1.6 Yes, that's right. It would have been a lot, uh, you know, a little bit pretty more. Pretty good. With COVID and, you know, COVID affected us, you know, with the holding costs yeah. and things like that. So, but it's yeah. still, you know, we have to be happy. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's like a done deal that the profit's there. And I guess, you know, looking at the project, there's profits there, which amazing profit really. And, you know, one of my questions is what are you going to do with that profit on completion? With, with the, well, um, we haven't decided. So, you know, we've got so many options. So we'll probably look at another deal. But um, of course, with COVID, I'm just going to go on a long holiday and, you know, just um, <laughs> take it easy for a while. And then maybe it's just a bit of a reward. Yeah. 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 Spend, you know, spend a bit on um, whatever. On yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're all about rewards because yes. any project you do is like a journey. You go through the roller coaster ups and downs and, you know, it takes time to get there. And if you don't do anything with it, then what is that reward, right? That's right. It's just a passing phase, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, great. So a bit of reward there. And, look, what is, I guess, one of the biggest challenges with this project that you've gone through so far and that you've overcome? This project, you know, um, Amy, you teach about, lots of different strategies and, and issues and things like that. Yeah. But I think this project covers a majority of those issues. <laughs> and, you know, in the same deal, you know, we've had the heritage, we've had trees, we've had, uh, I've, you know, done an option deal. I've actually done, the, we had to do the yeah. stuff uh, because the land was part of a larger block. So I actually yes. had to put you know, the, the sewer and everything in. So it was a proper subdivision that we had wow. to do before we could actually yeah. build the land. Um, and then we got the permit, you know, for apartments, townhouses. Um, <laughs> and then we had COVID and uh, the, the list just goes on. Um, so they were, oh, um, 
one other thing, when we did get the permit, um, the council actually changed their minds and we had to do... Um, we now, you know, it costs us another 80000 but we had to put in an OSD, which is an on-site. Right. Yes, detention. Yep. Um, and even though they, and it, they actually went back and changed the permit. So that wasn't part of the DA. That was part of the building permit after you got the DA. No, no it was part of the DA. Right, but they put it in later. Yes, and we said, well, you can't do that. Well, they said we just did. So. That is the beauty of dealing with council because they make the rules, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what did you do? You just had to factor that cost in and, you know, get quotes to do as cost effectively? Um, we spent the next sort of three months begging council, yeah. trying to, sure. you know, to talk to the uh, planning manager because I'm, you know, got a good rapport with her. And uh, it's always good to have contacts in the council. Mm-hmm. and um so i could actually just ring her up in fact i spoke to her yesterday about another issue and uh and she was happy to advise because i've been dealing with her for the last three years now yeah um, so um yeah i just begged and and my engineer i kept you know we, we tried to negotiate with the uh, uh council engineers to say look can we please do this? And they wanted to, us to put OSD on two sites and we managed to, um, on the uh, the club site, and we managed to say, look, we don't want to do that. Can we just do it on, on our site? Um, and then reduce the impact. And, and my storm engineer did, you know, really good calculations. And, yeah. um, and, and the council engineers actually didn't really know what they were doing. So mm. our engineers, they Interesting. Um, so advice along and um so we came, came to a really good compromise yeah wow i really think you should definitely make a list of all the um challenges that came up and how you overcame them because yes. it's really good i guess learning exercise to go wow we've achieved a lot in this project because it's almost like multiple project within the one project yes. with all your different strategies and um, approvals um, and the outcome that you've come to, um, which is almost like a blessing in disguise because you're very knowledgeable of this process of, you know, doing a good big project. Um, I guess what is some of your advice that you would give to other people starting out in property development um, in terms of, you know, some of the key stuff that you've learned in this project? Um, I guess be true to yourself and sort of do your due diligence and don't don't be afraid to um, ask questions. Mm. And if someone says no, it doesn't mean no. You need to actually find out why and and come up with some creative ideas of, of you know, the, the, there's always more than yeah. one way, one solution. Yeah. Um the sewer was one of them because the the engineer um, did the wrong thing and they, they designed a sewer underneath the apartments and I looked at it and I go that doesn't work and he wasn't paying no. attention and he they're supposed to be the experts um, so I picked that one up and I didn't really know much about <laughs> sewers and things like that so yeah. I think you just need to be on top of um, of everyone really yeah the process along the way 
yeah, yeah. don't assume that they know what they you know just because they're the expert doesn't mean they're always right mm. and often they don't have anyone to check their work so mm. you need to um, be informed and actually learn about things and and reports that come you know when you have the geotech report read every single thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then ask questions yeah I love what you said that, um, you know, you never take no for an answer and you always keep asking questions because it is so true even with um, our journey in property, we've had situations where um, one engineer said, this is what's going to happen, this is a report, and then another engineer said, no, we've got another solution which is much cost-effective and council will accept that too. So I think it's really important to grow that team of Mm. consultants not just have one engineer civil engineer you're going to have two to three civil engineers that you can go back to and get different ideas for solutions yes and Um, even council doesn't know you know the solution sometimes right yes yeah 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 so yeah so that's really exciting i think um a lot of learnings have come from this particular deal itself um you know I guess you hear about, um, you know, the demand and supply at the moment. Is there a lot of demand for the, that type of product that you're building with the townhouses? Um, yes, there is because it's at the right price point where, you know, obviously yeah, right. the, the property prices are rising and then, you know, so we, we this is aimed for first-home buyers. Yes. And it's it's affordable. Yes. For them. Um, yep. And people who don't want to live in apartments, you know, and, and can't afford the bigger houses, this is just a, a really nice price point. Uh, most of the townhouses are three bedrooms, uh, two and a half yes. bathrooms, and two car garages. They're side by side garages. Well, yeah, which is perfect. Yeah, right. and we've put in, you know, a good security system cameras, so sort of semi high tech, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. quality is sort of medium quality. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We're not, yeah, we're not putting in cheap you know, cheap um, stuff. It's quality product that everybody oh, wants, can afford that. too, which is really on point, right? We're meeting that demand and building products that as a developer you can ship very quickly. That's really important. Yes. Um, so what about the next project, Patricia? What do you envisage? Would you do a project like this again, um, given that there's a demand for this sort of stock or, you know, what sort of builds would you like to do? Well, um, I wouldn't mind doing a similar project because I think our design's really good. Yeah. Um, I guess there was only one thing that um, if I could, I would put a, a, an ensuite on the ground floor um, bedroom. Sure, yep. Um, but aside from that, um, moving forward, I'd, I'd like to, to focus on sort of green energy and sustainability yeah. and yep. think of how we can actually, you know, Obviously, council, you know, we, we they make us, you know, have the six-star rating and everything, but if we could go that next step um, and still make make it feasible as a project, I think that's probably the way to go. Yeah, that's a really interesting point because, as you can see, we've got solar panels, a lot of housing, people are moving forward to electric cars mm-hmm. and, you know, people want, you know, more sustainable living mm-hmm. and, if there is that demand out there, it's our responsibility as builders and developers to be able to provide a product, right? 
that meet that demand. Um, I see that trend already with a lot of building materials and it's about educating the buyers out there on how we design, how we build. I know Jason and I work with a building biologist these days on the design aspect of the housing. So um, we won't put um, electric um, directly behind the bed head area and we'll look at plumbing that flows away from bedroom as well, which is um, integrating a lot of nature components to it, um, which doesn't actually necessarily cost more. It's just about getting specialists to come in in that design process with an architect. So would that be luxury houses, townhouses, apartments, or you're open? I, I'm open. Yeah. I'd yep. like to have a few projects. Yes, of course. So, yeah, the townhouse, um, really proud of what we're, we're going oh. to be building with finished product. Yeah. Because it's a high, you know, it's a good quality townhouse and the design's really good, especially for, you know, since COVID. Yes. Um, you know, people want to live, at, you know, um, work from home. And yep. you know, they want the home gym and 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 the the living areas indoors are probably you know a bit larger. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it would be and what we've done is actually th- that townhouse with, yep. with the big living area and also the study downstairs. Uh, but I would love to do, build luxury homes as well. Well, that's something definitely you've got the skills and the knowledge to be able to do and it's just really tapping into your next project, isn't it? Yes. Um, And how do you feel property has changed your lifestyle? I know we were chatting a little bit before we started here about um, how during, you know, these two years um, COVID has changed a lot of income situations and some of your business as well, Um, but you've got a portfolio of uh, properties through the past as well um, that has provided you some income through this time. Like how does that feel in your view of, you know, having property versus other businesses or other income? Um, Well, property certainly um, has been, um, you know, for for me, has been my main project. We do have other, you know, businesses. Yes. Um, But um, it's something that I, you know, I've, been focusing on so that's yeah. where I would like to continue in, in, yeah, in yeah yeah but it's it's also shown you during these times of uncertainty um people still need housing to live in yes people yeah. still paying rent people are still buying property in fact it's never been a busier time for property where people are shifting improving upgrading building and property prices are surging all around Australia so during COVID, especially um, our other um, business, which is our, our main business, um, we deal with uh, hotels and clubs. And yes. with the lockdown in, in Victoria, yeah. uh, we had no income from that. <gasps> business. Wow, uh, very little. We, when it was locked, when it's shut, we got no income. So we were in yep. lockdown for probably eight months last year, and then yep. quite a few months this year. Um, and property, it's it's been a lifesaver because you know we 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 can get um, our income, income. From, from our rental income. Yeah, uh, and it's stable. It just comes in, no matter what happens. People still living, right? Yeah. Oh, and look, a question I've got for you is obviously you're a very successful woman in business already. Um, you know, how do you feel about women doing property deals? 
and people who are, you know, have no knowledge or just getting started? What are our capabilities? Oh, we can do anything. <laughs> I think um, the the biggest hurdle is just a mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting know, started. Yeah, yeah. Just don't be afraid. Just follow your dream. Follow your heart. And don't worry about what other people say. Um, in in the construction industry, property industry, um, it's it's male oriented. Yes. Yes. And dealing with engineers. I mean, you'd know, Amy. Um, I just ignore them, and you know, especially with this project, it's like I'm the boss. <laughs> you listen yeah. to me. I'm, I'm paying the bills. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm paying the. You know, I'm paying you. I'm the builder. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, just don't be afraid. Just go for it. Yeah, I love that, and I love that message because we have so many of our community who are women and. You know, I started with no experience in property as well in, you know, a different career mm -hmm. and just, you know, got skilled up over the years mm -hmm. and get better with experience. But, you know, women are so good at multitasking, mm -hmm. at, you know, finding solutions, at, you know, being a mum, you have to multitask. You're doing, you know, a couple of things at the one time and you just get on with it, right? Yes. And also I find we're very good at building relationships. Yes. And even though we deal with a lot of male in this property industry, um, they actually love dealing with us because we're super organised. Yes. We get things done and we, we don't come from a hard manner. It's no. normally quite respectful and they get their bills paid on time. Who doesn't love that, right? That's right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And just don't feel intimidated by, by the guys. No, I bring my I bring coffees to them if they're builders on site, and you know they might get you know the kitchens or something done quicker. And yeah, look, it's a win win really. I did that the other day with with you know coffees as you yeah. suggested one, right? Yeah. And nobody wanted yeah. my coffees because they said, "Oh, sorry, is that milk? I, I drink soy." And I'm going, "Oh no, <laughs> that was quite fancy funny. builders there." <laughs> and you need you know, the nut milks. <laughs> yeah, they've been bringing the microwaves in to warm their food up. Do you have that? Yes, they do. It's actually standard now. Yeah. And it's not the two-minute noodles. It's like proper oh, meals. Yeah, it's proper, yeah. We, we have a lot of Vietnamese in, yes. in that area. Yes. So they've been, the workers, you know, they bring all their whatever noodles and stuff and then they wow. do it. So it's a very fancy, um, yeah, uh, building site you've got there. Yes. So, yeah, one last question. I guess um, for everybody listening here, um, I guess what is the biggest tip that you can let people know to get started if they haven't done property before? Educate yourself. Mm -hmm. I think um, just, you know, ask questions, read a lot and, and start doing some um you know, different courses, you know, the online courses, maybe, you know, your course. Yep. So. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. And really surrounding yourself with like-minded people. I think that's really important because you're going to get a lot of people who are like, what are you doing? Why are you putting $10 million there? And why are you investing in there? Because um, they don't know how much you know, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, to think that you're making amazing, you know, seven-figure profits in this one deal 
even though there was a lot of challenge, it's well worth it. You'd do it again, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, it's super inspiring, Patricia, what you've done and to have this as your very first development deal and have multiple deals within it. Um, I think it was meant to be. And you get rewarded at the end. And, yeah, I'm really excited to see what's coming next for you. Um, Spices Property Development, check it out. Um, Patricia's, you know, put a lot of her um, heart in her design of these beautiful townhouses because I've seen that evolution from apartments to these townhouses and um, not keeping any at all? No, not this time. Yep. Um, Maybe the next one. Yeah, awesome. I'm sure next one will be more beautiful. Yes, I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Patricia. Follow Patricia on her um, Facebook and I'm sure you'll see exciting things to come. And, yeah, for all of those, you know, women wanting to get into property, I'm sure this has definitely given you a bit of um, insight and motivation to get started because anybody can do it. So thank you. We'll catch you again soon. Great. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Thanks, Patricia.